So what's King Badass's apartment in Sigil like? I'd like to think that it is, for the most part, uh, extremely basic. In the sense that it has almost little in every room that isn't, like, 100% needed. Like, if you go into the bathroom, it is just a toilet, a sink, and a bathtub. And maybe a towel somewhere. Uh, Like, the living room just has, like, a seat, a table, like, that sort of thing. There's two rooms where it's different. The first being Lime's room, because obviously that's where all of her stuff goes. Uh, And the other place is the kitchen. Where King actually has a decently, like, well-stocked and managed kitchen. But otherwise, it is obscenely simple. Like, just no decorations, nothing. A military cleanliness from his years of intense training. Uh, that and just a bachelor lifestyle, for the most part. Uh, where he sees no real purpose in hanging up uh, decoration. He's like, why would I do that? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> So uh, I think it's uh, around bedtime uh, when King is, you know, tucking Lime in that there's a knock at the door. Uh, King's not expecting anyone. All right. Well, I'm going to kiss Lime goodnight on her forehead. Night, Daddy. Good night. And <laughs> then he's going to draw his sword and slowly walk over towards the door. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, there's a knock again as you're standing there with your, your giant flaming angel sword. Who's there? Oi, bro, it's me. Oh, okay. I thought you were a monster I had to kill. King's gonna open the door. Well, don't be too hasty. I might be a monster. <laughs> you never know. Shapeshifters abound. I don't know how to tell when one's a shapeshifter or not. You have to ask nicely. Okay. Are you a shapeshifter? Yes. Ooh. All right. I'll set to open up roll 20. I got to make a couple attack rolls real quick here. <laughs> <laughs> no, hold on. Uh, conduit of perplexity. If you want to attack Lloyd, you need to make a confusion roll, which is a D10. Oh, I don't even have one of those available then. Ah, oh, jeez. This is a good opportunity to show him his conduit, though. No one's attacked him. I rolled a seven. Yeah, you have to get a seven, eight, nine, or a ten to attack through confusion. So you, you do it. I got it. I'm going to grab Lloyd around his neck. And I'm going to be like, Oh, you're fluffy, though. Only the real Lloyd would be fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you've seen through my master plan. I was too fluffy to be a shapeshifter. Oh, and you know, he's going to give Lloyd a hug. Uh, you give Lloyd a hug, and you immediately uh, uh, feel something new on his back as you wrap your arms around him, which is a large spear he usually doesn't carry with him. Cool weapon. Yep, that's actually what I'm here about. Uh, your friend Cordelia, if you'll recall, I did a big murder upon her. Uh, she sent me here to give you this. Okay. Uh, he holds out, like, we're calling, I don't know, the Lance of the Flies or Bielza Spear. Do you have a fun name for it? Um, the Fly Swatter, because you swap people with it, so it was made <laughs> out of flies. Uh, well, yeah, there's a great fan art by Slime King Mike who calls it Spearzebub. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, Cordelia took the mundane spear from Charity and then uh, submerged it in the fly juice, which was looted from Jean the Demon Queen's corpse, and has mutated what was a regular spear into a kind of insectoid uh, weapon, which is like glowing with 
dark magic, almost like a mirror to your angel sword. Um, and it probably has some like energy, like not actual flies, but like magic in the shape of flies buzzing around it. Um, and Loy holds it out to you. It is a great weapon, like the one you have, uh, but plus two instead of plus one. So it's a straight upgrade to your current weapon. Oh, that's pretty snazzy. Wow, it's pretty cool. Why did she give it to me? Well, uh, we want to put all this mess behind us, what with uh, stabbing you through the hand and me cutting her in half and uh, threatening to kill her if she ever talked to Lime again, that whole thing. Yeah. Huh. Hey, why didn't you come and see Lime at the party? So King actually saw Nifix in the shape of Lloyd playing with Lime. Are you saying that for character reasons you didn't buy that? Cause- yeah. Uh, because the other reason is if King ever finds out he just kills Nifix. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, it's uh, that. That's. I don't think that's unreasonable to think that if he finds out someone's impersonating his family to be near close to his daughter, he wouldn't have like an outrageous freak out about that. It's just like it could just be a fun game. <laughs> King takes honesty very seriously. Okay, so okay, so walk me through this because I think from the audience's perspective. Uh, King doesn't have any reason to suspect. Well, King's the conduit of instinct. He knows he knows things that he shouldn't. Just because he has an instinctual, he's like, instinctually, I know that's not my brother because it's not acting like him at all. Mm. And he also knows that his brother has been dodging visits to sea lime for two years now. So it all just kind of comes up kind of fishy. Uh, Lloyd says, well, why don't you take a walk, a walk with me, King? We probably would talk about stuff. It's a little stuffy in here. Can we run? I didn't get enough cardio in today. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know me. I'm a cat. Always could do some good zoomies. Okay, let's zoom. Uh, so you're just going to go jogging through the cobblestone streets of Sigil together, talking about your family? No, we're ninja. Uh, we're Naruto <laughs> running along the rooftops of Sigil talking <laughs> about our family. You know what? That's on me. I should have saw that coming. Uh, <laughs> Lloyd says... Look, King, I don't have anything against Lime. It's just I'm not used to the the the, the thing you're trying to do. Domesticity is the word? Or, I don't know if you know that one. No, I dust pretty regularly. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck my... <laughs> Why do you want to become a god anyway? Well, it's not a... It's not that I want to be a god per se. I'm not a religious type. It's just being the best is all I know. That's how we were raised. What else is there for me? Should I become a tailor? Some kind of dog trainer? I mean, you could become whatever you want to be, I guess. I mean, you're already the strongest. That's what I'm saying. That's all there is for me, to be the strongest. Godhood is stronger than what I am now. It's a natural extension. A lot of people in the Eighth are people that I've kind of become friendly with, and it sounds like gods have been pretty bad to them. Look, I don't have much of a head for this political stuff. I just went with the people who I thought would be able to get me to the top fastest. They're the ones who have focused on the prize. But what you're saying, you don't specifically want to be a god? <laughs> if there was something else I could be that was just as powerful, I could do that too. It doesn't have to be a god. Is If there's a, n- a new category, if there's a, a Schmergenblurgen that I could be, that's just as powerful. I'll be a Schmergenblurgen. It doesn't have to be a god. That's pretty cool then. Then if we could find that, and then you could come see Lime sometime, right? Why is it so important for you, that for, for, for me to see Lime? Do you think I'd be a good influence on her? 
Well, yeah, you're fun. I may be fun, but King, I do bad things. I've done unforgivable things. Things that Lime shouldn't learn. Well, she ought to tell her about that stuff. It's what you did back in the, the, the long time ago. But it's still me. I'm still the same person who did them. Yeah, but if she doesn't have you, then there's no other family she has. King, you accrue family at a, a truly astounding rate. You can't turn a corner without finding a new friend. Yeah, it's different, though. Everyone else from the group is dead. That's what I'm saying, King. Getting a new family, having people like this around me, it's difficult. Have you been on a date recently? What am I supposed to say? Oh, your job's difficult. That's crazy. Personally, I had to kill several of my brothers and sisters. Anyway, you want dessert? Maybe you just need help in learning how to do it. Like, I remember hearing someone describe a television show to me once where one person went on a date and then the other person was seen in the restaurant <laughs> feeding them lines the entire time. We're going to have a Cyrano de Bergerac downtime scene. <laughs> you asshole. I, I think that's what we should do. <sighs> well, maybe. Well, how about, here's a deal. Will you trade me your sword for this spear? And if you do that, I'll go on a date and you can help me with it. How about that? It's a deal. Uh, I put a couple stickers on this one, though, so those are staying with it. <laughs> the spear has a surprise as well. Watch this. Uh, and Lloyd takes the spears above <laughs> the Lance of the Flies. It taps it on the rooftop, and a black gate, still closed, springs up in that spot. And then he tosses it from rooftop to rooftop, and where it strikes on the opposite roof, a second black gate springs up, and both swing open. And he walks through one and comes out the other, and they close. And the second gate is the spear, and he pulls it up out of the out of the rooftop. So I can poke open gate holes. Traditionally, your your ground game has been overwhelming, but your aerial game has needed some work. So I think this will help your flexibility in a fight greatly. I'm gonna poke open so many hole people things. You want to get out one another try, buddy. <laughs> I'm gonna poke open whole many things. Alright, you can cast Misty Step as a bonus action. <laughs> Hot dog! we had an episode i realized things about who probably killed nifix that i don't think nifix knows yet um a character almost died in a downtime scene and we've got another murder to go do did you realize laura or did everyone in our listener discord realize hey 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 i had the realization before the episode went live granted i didn't have it in real time as it was happening okay but... i was trying to to like to hint at you oh, no yeah no like in hindsight i can see all of the fucking very clear hints you laid down but it, i got there yeah, Nifix will have to reach that conclusion on screen at some point, when, probably yeah. when she explains to the party members who have literally no idea she's investigating her own murder. So 
that has to come up at some point. Oh, I, I expect it probably will. <laughs> I feel very slow for how long it took me to 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 realize who probably uh who probably killed Nifix, huh? 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 I mean, look, don't 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 look at me. <laughs> so last we left this adventure, uh, the party got their new assignment, which is to find a slod known only as Babel because of their nonstop rapid fire gibberish talking, who apparently pulled off a heist to steal life itself, the physical manifestation of the form of life. Now, we'll get some more details on that heist in a second, but um, you all have already had a run in with this slod. You found one of them because apparently there are many cutting off a piece of it just causes it to multiply. Uh, that's the one that uh, impregnated Conrad, not Conrad. I don't want to say impregnated Conrad on the show. I was about to say that too. It's okay. <laughs> impregnated uh, like Ferris in the first arc. So you guys have some beef with this guy already. <laughs> so, so, so everyone in this party whose, you know, speciality is stabbing stuff real good so it dies. Please resist the urge to stab this one. Yeah, let's actually start at the scene of the crime. I think Lynette's like leading you through the crime scene here where, where life itself was stolen. You can ask her questions and we can have in-character discussions about slod stabbing techniques. Because uh, she is taking you to the barracks, uh, which is the, the headquarters of the Harmonium, which are the faction that are the cops. You don't really need to know anything about them. They're the cops. Ugh, uh, cops! <laughs> and they were the ones guarding life itself. There's like a whole entire uh, apparatus for detecting and theorizing and finding the forms when they physically manifest and then protecting them from people who want to do bad stuff with them. Obviously, a world would adapt to a magical thing like this. So it was in this vault, which, and then suddenly 2,000 slods, slodi just burst through the walls and just started mutilating everyone and just bum-rushed, zerg-rushed the vault and eventually tore it open, grabbed life itself, and stormed out. And Lynette's taking you through the, this this area, this vault, and there's just dead uh, guards friggin' everywhere. Uh, Cordelia's gonna raise her hand like she's in class. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, uh, there any chance that killing Slod is, like, uh, werewolf rules? Like, if we kill the original Slod, will the rest die, or are we just fucked? Are those werewolf rules? Once again, honey, werewolves don't die when you kill their original, uh, sire. That's, I mean, werewolves, wer <laughs> lycanthropy <laughs> is a disease anyone could contract. It doesn't do, do that. Wow, horror movies have steered me so wrong. It's such it's such a weird running joke that it has to be explained to you every season. <laughs> Forget every season. So, um, questions about about killing these things off. So, you know, slice it in two. It becomes two slards and whatnot. Can we just like incinerate it? Does that stop it from becoming multiple, or does that make it like a thousand million slards because it's that many tiny bits of burnt slard? Lynette says, if you, uh, if you incinerate every atom of a slot, it should stay dead, although they can regenerate from any wound. They're constantly regenerating, so you really have to focus fire on them. And that's a normal slot. We don't know what this one's conduit is. We believe its conduit is whatever lets it... Mitosis? Is that the... I'm sorry, I'm not yes, a scientist. Yes, that is the word. <laughs> uh, what if we squish them back together like Legos? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta tell you, we do not have enough data to know if that will work. Uh, I'm very interested to see it, though. Uh, uh, and vis-a-vis uh, -vis flame, is this like human cremation temperature rules? <laughs> How many thousands of degrees? 
I gotta tell you, I have not applied flames to enough slot, a large enough sample size of slotty to test that. I oh, assume... well, what are you doing here then? I'm showing you the crime scene. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> You're getting so, so froggy. Froggy? Okay, so is this like a vault that we're in? Yeah, so the, this is like, uh, right now you're in the vault, but like this entire, she's walked you through the, the entire complex, I guess. This is like basically a, a secure, like Fort Knox. Right. Where where uh, forms are kept. Although... I, I, I've got a question. Do we do we have anything from when that slot, like any physical part of that slot from when it attacked uh, Comrade's character? Not anymore. No. King cut off its finger, and they pulled the finger out in Kato's office, and then it craw- It turned out it was a hand when he pulled it out. Uh, okay. And then he dropped it, it crawled across the sand, and then Cordelia tried to catch it, but she botched, and it, it crawled into okay. the ocean that is in Kato's office that no one's ever asked him about. There is indeed an ocean in the office. That is the one thing I remember about the office. The office is basically a beach. Are there any animals in said ocean? <laughs> How many dolphins? <laughs> Well, there's a slot hand in there. You don't oh. believe so, no. What if that is where the slot is hiding? So this this crime scene is the place from which the um the the light itself was stolen from. Is that right? Yeah, life itself was in this vault. She's showing you, and now it's not. Um, so I'm gonna use a level two spell, find steed. And because I am one of the small, the small humanoid races, I can use as a steed a mastiff. Aww. And mastiffs get a couple of get a couple of things. Um, they have keen hear- hearing and smell, which gives them advantage on perception checks that rely on hearing and smell. I want to get this mastiff tracking where the uh, where light life itself went. All right, this is. <laughs> I did not see this coming. I'm gonna be a hundred percent real. Uh, I guess uh, roll perception with advantage uh, using mastiff stats. Yeah, I gotta find what a what a mastiff's. Uh... Okay, it's it, it's not great, but it's got advantage, so that's fine. Okay, team, new plan. We keep making dog things happen, and Austin will let us win. That is, <laughs> is cheat codes. Uh, Eighteen on the first roll, nineteen on the second. Yeah, 19's pretty good. So, uh, uh, Lynette's showing you around this crime scene. She's like, look at all the dead guards. Wow, the slotty really went ham on these people. But, I mean, they're not real people. They're just cops, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> and Nifix summons up a big dog, <laughs> which, climbs which on its back. N- Nifix is riding, yeah, let's be clear. Yeah, you jump up on it. Does the dog have a name? Oh, I need help. What do I call this? Roy! This big... Roy, Roy Mastiff. <laughs> Everyone in the everyone in the ball just starts chanting, "Roy's our boy, Roy's our boy," <laughs> and the dog just starts uh, snoofing the ground and just uh, waddles away. It's just it's already going on an adventure. Uh, I am after Roy. I love you. I love you, baby. But there is a dog. <laughs> I understand, Noodle. Go get him. <laughs> I'm gonna wiggle away. Nifix is is just there screaming. You're missing the adventure. <laughs> okay, so I, I think Roy finds uh, many slotty scents and is following them all around Sigil. There's like a comical uh, montage, like Scooby-Doo going through down different hallways and or going down alleyways and coming ad- uh, out of completely different ones, just back and forth, you know? You're talking about the door thing? Which totally works considering the, you know, 
physical properties of sigil. Yeah, it, it's not even, uh, yeah. It's not even weird or comical. It's just normal there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like 100% the door routine, but it actually makes sense in universe and sigil. Um, and I think Roy picks up on a couple of different uh, masses of Slotty because there were, like I said, hundreds, if not thousands of them. They went in every direction. Uh, Slod, um Slotty are very. I'm, I'm trying to think of a way to just not say they're made of chaos again because that's going to get old. They, they're <laughs> they made just of go geese. Every- Huh? They're made of geese. Yeah, man, they should have been geese instead of frogs, huh? Yeah, man, what's your problem? Retrofit it. You can change the cannon. You have that power. <laughs> they all turned into geese because of life itself. Yeah, uh, people will think I'm just trying to bite the Untitled Goose Game style, which came out at, at the time of this recording, so. I also just genuinely love geese. They're amazing, and every time they honk over me, it makes me feel very safe. Uh, but let's say there's like uh, there's two main masses of uh, Slotty that Roy finds interesting. Uh, one goes into a like Sigil is very socioeconomically diverse. I said it's kind of like the New York of Dungeons and Dragons. So there are some like rougher neighborhoods. There's one called the Hive, where if you just go in there, you just people attack you in, in Planescape Torment. It's just a combat zone, basically. Uh, so one is going over there, you think. And another one seems to actually go to... Uh, the Athar's headquarters, which you haven't been to before, uh, it is the uh, it's a it's an old church to the God of Portals. If you'll recall, the God of Portals was killed by the Lady of Pain, the God and all of his believers on every plane simultaneously at the speed of thought. Does that story ring a bell? Yeah. Uh, why can't she fucking step up and take care of these slotty then? <laughs> I mean, there's there's a giant ongoing story that she may not exist, and Clyde like. There's some version of her. Austin's quiet because that's a plot relevant thing. Oh. The Lady of Pain disappeared when the gods died. No one knows where she is. People see her or claim to see her from time to time. Well, she should still do it. Didn't one of us just see her last episode? Or Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure I saw her yeah, last okay. week. But... but can't people like, is there no uh, spirit Halloween Lady of Pain costume? Well, if the Lady of Pain existed still and somebody did wear that costume, that person would fucking die. (laughs) We don't know what happened to that person in the window. It would never even get to that point. The person who tried to make the costume would die. The person who had the idea to tell someone to make it would die. If if you want to put to the test whether or not she's still around, try to make that fucking costume. Right, let's just go in on like a fucking boardroom. Like, hey guys, (laughs) let's uh, make this lady a pain costume. Boom, they're all dead. To reiterate, Netflix, you did see what looked like the Lady of Pain last episode, but no one else knows that. That's true. It's not been brought up. Yeah. So, sorry, to reiterate, was was that something Cordelia said out loud about the, the Lady of Pain? Oh, no, I'm just making jokes. Okay, no worries. I was just explaining the second group of Slotty went to the Athar's uh, headquarters, which is the, the former church of the God of Portals. In fact, every church in the multiverse is basically an unofficial Athar headquarters. They've occupied all the churches of the dead gods is kind of like a big stunt. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's yeah. very rude. The, I, the, I, I always get my names of, of the various ones mixed up. Are the Athar the ones that want to be gods or that hate the gods? They hate the gods. They hate the gods. A- Athar think atheist. Uh, okay. Yeah. So they're squatting. <laughs> King's going to be headed towards the Athar. God damn it. I mean, the god's house has been, you know, abandoned. You'd think it wouldn't be a problem for them to just sort of move in. Yeah, that's what that was their logic. So, yeah, yeah. If, you, if you want to find the Aether, go to a church. 
Um, th- so King just walks into the, 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 I think it's called the Shattered Temple because it was also destroyed, but it's been rebuilt since. Um, just walks in the front door and everybody following him? Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, King, you lead the way. I think the first person you see is Lancelot. Hey, Lancelot. How are you doing? Oh, hi, King. You got a doggy. Hey. We have a dog? Yeah. Uh, it's under me right now. Roy, 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 Roy. <laughs> Everyone in the church just Roy, Roy, Roy. This is Roy. <laughs> he is he's a very he's he's a very good friend. I think uh there's like a moment there where Lancelot clearly wants to pet the dog, but also is awkward about about Nifix, and so just kind of stands there and like looks away. V- very upsetting. Yeah, it's awkward for everyone involved. Why don't we hash out our issues right now in this very important mission? Hey, Lancelot, is Abraham here? (laughs) (laughs) Cordelia just yells that at the sky. There's an awkward silence, and then King just continues. Can I just pick up Lancelot and bump him into Nifix? If you want. I I, I want that very much. Do it. Fix this for me. Okay. Was it a strength roll to bump him? Yes, okay. It was strength contest. (laughs) (laughs) A very gentle strength contest. He's very small. I don't want to hurt him. Seven! Six. <laughs> oh my god. I'm just gonna gently bump him into the side of her face. <laughs> this is the saddest strength contest of all time. I should note that uh, a new D&D book came out like last week as of this recording, uh, Descent into Avernus, which takes place in the hell, and it's also the fifth, inter- fifth edition introduction of the Hollyfint. They haven't been in Aww. D&D in like... 20 years oh, or something. Yeah, we, we are continuing the theme of Austin being about three weeks ahead of every, like, <laughs> either announcement in official D&D or thing that a different D&D podcast does. It's always about two or three weeks ahead that Austin is. You're welcome. Uh, Cordelia, you start bumping a Lancelot into Nivix uh, gently, and Lancelot says, um, yeah, Abraham's in his office, King. You can go ahead. Make up! Is it isn't she smashing fucking Lancelot into Nifix over and over again, shouting makeup? I assume we finished that scene first. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Party split? I don't know. Yeah, sure. I'll party split a big butt. It's like, look with that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I love this bit. <laughs> it's very good. Uh, so Lancelot, Nifix, and Cordelia are going to be in the vestibule. Uh, uh, Blake, do you follow King into uh, Abraham's office? Yeah, because he's going to wind up breaking something if we're not careful. <laughs> yeah, this is the my favorite party split we've ever done. <laughs> Just squishing them together. Are there a bunch of weight machines along the way? Yeah, <laughs> no. There's like a, there's an entire. Um, it was like the youth uh center in this church has been converted into a weight room. I want I want to get a couple reps in. <laughs> of course you do. Holy shit! Blake's just gonna stand there and watch this. Spot me, Blake. <laughs> and, and you you see, I guess he gets like the largest uh, bar. Yeah, Abraham p- pokes his head out of his office. He's like, oh. Uh, do I send somebody lifting? Bobby, <laughs> <Spot me>, bro! <laughs> you think you guys are going to work out together while Nifix, you're getting bumped in the face by a tiny elephant. Yeah, are we, are we, doing, are we doing this first? Um, <laughs> Laura's like, please don't make me cry on the show don't, again. Don't make me do things that involve feelings. I don't know how to do that. Um, 
So, um, how you been since you just sort of wandered off? <laughs> okay, I have stuff to do here. No, you don't. I do. We're getting ready for the big race. No, you're going to make up. I keep pushing him into her face. <laughs> They're cheek to cheek. What what big race are you getting ready for? The Goddard Damarung Grand Prix. We have it every year. Yeah? Well, I, I don't know what that is. Uh, so in in universe, you guys would all know this. It's like okay. it, it's an in universe um race to commemorate the death of the gods. Okay. Goddardamerung is Twilight of the Gods in German. It's from a it's from an opera. It's fine. They really think they're hot shit, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yep, they sure do. Uh, but if you remember, uh, Sigil is oh, shaped. I thought she meant the Germans. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is this from that? I don't know. Nice. Uh, if you'll recall, Sigil is shaped like a giant. It's actually called a Taurus, but think of it like a ring. Do you guys recall this? It's at the top of a spire. It's a ring around the top of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it, the city itself is like a racetrack, essentially. Oh, well, that's neat. That's pretty funky. And so every year to celebrate the death of the gods, the Aether put on a big race um, with a big prize. Is it like a soapbox derby? Uh, actually, we race on the back of flying animals. <sighs> but but you are flying animal. Sure am, bud. So you ride on another animal? No, so usually somebody rides on me. Okay, because that would have been very cute. You are so small. Wow. <laughs> How? Okay, did they do this annually? Who pays for it? You need to change the name. The Goddardamerung Grand Prix? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's what, it's going to be the end days forever? Well, no, it already happened, and now we celebrate it. But it didn't end. Out of curiosity, uh, I'm not there, but do just the Aethar celebrate this? No, everyone's invited to join, but they put it on. Like, it's all still here, man. Jesus only rose from the grave once, and he celebrated every year. No, we celebrate cake and presents. Speak for yourself. But yeah, if you look at it, it's both a city and potentially a giant racetrack. And so that's what's going to happen here. That's what uh, Lancelot tells you. Can we put a little helmet on him? (laughs) I always wear knee pads. But what about your noggin? Oh, I should wear a helmet. You're right. You are very welcome. And just uh, just to make this clear, my pin is like hidden in a coat lapel. Your ring? Ring. Yeah, it's a ring, not a pin. Maybe I'm wearing it around my neck like a necklace on a chain, but it's underneath my shirt so Lancelot doesn't try to kill me. Um, uh, Nifix is going to try and uh, include Lancelot in what's been going on since since last they spoke, so just be a bit like, uh, so so I kept following that thing we went and, you know, investigated together a while back. I I kept following that. I'm still looking for leads on that. Okay, that's cool. That dead end. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's being a little sassy tater. Yeah, well... Mm. Sounds delicious. Again, I, I I don't think that Nifix would would just blurt out and ask this, but I think Nifix is in the position, probably at this point, just thinking like, I just asked you a question about your religion and you wandered off. Fuck you, a little bit. 
Like, you don't get to be sassy. You, I asked you a question and you just walked off. For the record, you said, if we run into a god, is there any other option but to kill them? He said no. And then you said, okay, well, I don't know about that. And then he walked off. Did did we establish that I've let go of Lancelot? No. <laughs> He's still in my hands. Yes. Strength contest. Mm. Yeah, that's, the bumping is always happening. Bump, bump, bump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, okay, I, I think I think Nif- Nifix's point is still... I didn't say n- n- that I was opposed to your stance. You, you, you were like, "Oh, you want to, you want to think about about a, a point of relief." No, no, okay, no, you don't get to think about <laughs> about your beliefs. Ooh. All right, so let's go over to uh, le- let's go over to Blake King and Abraham, who are all pumping iron. I guess probably Blake's watching. <laughs> yeah, Blake, Blake is watching and 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 sort of stunned. Uh-huh. Um, uh, you've never seen someone lift so much in your entire life, King. Wow, you're really strong. Well, of course, my great 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 grand uncle was Atlas. He had to hold up the whole world. Wow, all by himself. All by himself. His delts must have been crazy. Out of control, bro. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you have a boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, 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 king. Oof. I gotta stop saying oh my god when I'm talking about Aethar characters. <laughs> it's how it always happens. Um, Abraham says, uh, no, not right now. I'm very busy. Oh, but if you weren't busy, you could see someone? <laughs> Theoretically, yes. What could I do to lighten your load? <laughs> I don't want to, like, uh, interrupt whatever this is that's happening right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, I'm having a heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, you haven't seen a bunch of slotty, I don't know, like, one to two thousand of them running around around here lately? Oh, right, that's what we're actually here for. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's what I'm here for. I think you're trying to get late, but... No, little man, I have not <laughs> seen a thousand slotty. Should I be on the lookout? I mean, I'd be on the lookout for any at this point, but yeah, probably. Well, they are inveterate shapeshifters. You can never quite nail them down, you know. Oh, so they could be anyone or anything. Yeah, they sure could, King. Are you a shapeshifter? <laughs> <laughs> There's only one way to find out. <laughs> Hot. If I was a shapeshifter, I wouldn't have to. I wouldn't have to take care of my body quite so much. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I guess I have to feel your muscles. That's the only way. <laughs> the only way to be sure. Oh my god! So just just a passing thought in this scene that I've had. Um, life itself hasn't ended up as the prize in this race or something. If you ask about for the prize of the race, you'll find out that it's a diamond, uh, which is uh, large enough to be used for true resurrection. The spell. Damn. So it's essentially an extra life. It's a one-up. Um, but the only the, the material components for that are a huge diamond. Only so many of them exist in the world. They're very, very expensive. Hence why Cato cleared out his savings to bring you back. This but is it, the premise of Day of the Tentacle. Is it? Sorry. They go back <laughs> in time and then you have to write the Declaration of Independence? Yeah, you have to go back in time just so that you can arrange things to get a giant diamond to fix the time machine. Because he used a cubic zirconia. Oh, I forgot about that part. I just remember like George Washington. 
Uh, yeah. Do you have to feel George Washington's pecs to figure out if he's a shapeshifter? I think so. Oh, shit. I need to play this game. <laughs> yeah, this is an adaptation of Day of the Tentacle now. <sighs> okay. I'm sorry, are we getting to this? Is he a shapeshifter or not? Because I've been feeling around for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why don't you roll? What do you think? Uh, sleight of hand? What do you want to roll to feel uh, his pecs? Uh, Athletics. This, this is, yeah, I was going to say, this is pure crazy energy. This has got to be athletics. Because mm-hmm. he's got to be flexing crazy hard, too. Yeah, to to, I, to describe Abraham again, he's a giant man, like 12 feet tall, huge. I got a, I got a 14. Yeah, you're feeling his skin. It has like a, some of it has like a rocky texture almost. Uh, he <laughs> is... A, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, I got it. <laughs> he occasionally have like sparks of electricity fly over him. He's got kind of a bald man with a large beard, very ripped. With a 14, uh, you have no reason to believe he's a shapeshifter. You feel him. He feels like a person. Um, That's good then. I don't think you're a shapeshifter. Me neither. <laughs> Say... Would I be able to help out around here sometimes? Maybe bring Lime over so she could use the gym and play. Like, do you have kids here at all? Yep, everyone's welcome here in the Athar. If you want to use the executive weight room, though, you'll have to join. What's in there? Secret machines, King. The good stuff. (laughs) What do the machines do? I can't tell you. It's classified. It's confidential. I need to join the eighth. I need to see those machines. <laughs> King, do you? So after all this political and philosophical and religious uh, controversy, do you want to join to get a gym membership? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Uh, so Abraham will induct you into the Athar. You uh, actually already have con- completed the requirements, which are to take down someone who is a self-styled god. That was the Metatron. So everyone actually is already qualified. Um, he's going to give you a signing bonus. Uh, Cordelia got hers for joining the Believers, which is that ring that gave her a spell slot. Uh, Abraham's going to give you a-, a gauntlet, King, which gives you advantage on strength checks. Can I go see the weight machine room now? Of course. <laughs> anyone who joins the Athar is welcome in the executive weightlifting room. Blake, call me when you guys find the slotty and I'll rip it to pieces. <laughs> uh, oh, okay, it's a rip it into... Never mind. Yeah, all right. You go have fun, King. I am! Abraham and King are going to go on a, a, a gym date. Good for them. So, just to reiterate, why did we end up here? Was this one of the places that, that Roy <laughs> led us? Yes, yes. Uh, Roy f- uh, Roy followed a significant scent of Sladi moving in this direction. This is one of the two places to investigate. So, if we were playing at a table, this this would be the arc where I just unroll a giant map of Sigil, and we just, we're going to Sherlock Holmes through the whole city. That's this arc. The first arc was straight to heaven. Second was straight down to the abyss. This one is just all of Sigil. It's a big mystery, big investigation. Yeah, so the one person we've met here says that they have no idea about Sladi coming through here. Um, I'm, I, I, I'm, while, while King's gone, I'm going to be investigating the gym. Yeah. So, did you say this place was the Temple of Portals or something? Yeah, it, it was a church, the the god of portals, previously. Okay, so presumably there's a bunch of portals in here which could lead to wherever the Sladi went next. No, when the Lady of Pain when the Lady of Pain killed the god of portals, all of his portals dissipated. Okay, right. Uh, Blake got a twenty-two on that investigation check, huh? 
Yep. Uh, Blake, you look around this church and you find a sign-up list for the Goddardamerung Grand Prix. You notice, with a 22, there were a ton of sign-ups all at once. (laughs) Oh, no! (laughs) Mm. Like, uh, like a lot, huh? Like a lot, yeah. Alright, well, I'll just take that list. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I'm going to tear off the list at the point at which all the names really start rolling in. Okay. So at least that might slow them down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I'm just picturing there just be like a bunch of people who are standing outside with like badges being like, no, we signed up, man. It's all your fault, Blake. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> uh, okay. Nifix, Cordelia, Lancelot. Bump, bump, bump. Bump. Bump, 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 bump. Can I? I'm going to put him under my arm like a basketball. Just for fun. I'm not a purse. Oh, I didn't say you were. I just like to hold small cute things in my hands. My, my little leggies are just dangling. Cordelia, uh, Cordelia, <laughs> he's, not, he's not digging it. But look at his leggies. They're dangling. I know. They're adorable, but he's not digging it. Be not. Be, okay, be. okay, okay, okay. I put you down. But you guys should talk out your shit like adults. Please. Or we can do my other favorite thing, which is ignore all our problems until they blow up in our face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems easier. All right, let's ignore our problems. I didn't know what to do about the thing with with killing the gods or not because I didn't want to lose friends and turns out the person I was afraid would stop being my friend if I committed to one path or the other is with you guys anyway now which makes everything very confusing. Um, I'm very sorry that I asked questions and I had thoughts and took my time to make decisions about (laughs) your belief system. Fucking wrecked. (laughs) Holy shit, Nifix. You're giving me nothing here, so, you know, this this is me putting it out there. We either talk about it or we don't, so if you don't want to talk about it, it's cool. No worries. Enjoy your new friend, King. Damn! Oh my god. Fucking savage! (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Meanwhile, King, roll athletics (laughs) to get swole. Can I get advantage on this? This is what I've been working towards my entire life. Yeah. Uh, 25! Uh, King gained one constitution. Fuck! Yes! Um, actually, uh, to your speech, um, Lancelot says, Nifix, if you're not gonna join the Aethar, can I have my pin back? (gasps) Uh. Rude! Um, Nifix is gonna hand it back and simply say, you were half the reason I, I joined the Aether and I just wanted to work out how I felt. Like, I wanted a conversation, but if that's not a thing we can do, then there you go. Fuck. <laughs> this is so many bad feels. <laughs> yep. Okay. I thought, um. I did not think that bumping you together would make things worse. I have learned my lesson. <laughs> really should have. Yeah, if you'd stayed quiet, I could have kept my pin, but, you know, it's cool, Cordelia. It's cool. Uh, uh, hey, hold on now. <laughs> I've died. I I feel like I'm getting a lot of pressure here, and I just, all I did was bump you together, which is no, totally normal. Anybody no, would do it. No, nah, uh, Cordelia, it's cool. 
you d- you did what I wanted to do. You you got me to have the conversation. It's not your fault. It went nowhere. Oh, thank you, Nifix. You're very understanding. Unlike some people, Lancelot. <laughs> Can you like cut over then to just the door that they're working out in, and you just hear like the song that plays from Top Gun <laughs> going on, yeah. at the same time, like playing from inside Play the room with the boss. <laughs> That's a hundred percent what's happening. King's getting swole. Um, this has been an unmitigated success for King, an unmitigated failure for Nifix, and Blake's the only one who's solving the mystery. <laughs> uh, so when we're ready to go, we can we can continue this arc. Uh, King, you have a gauntlet, and you have uh, a good friend, and you have more constitution. You're part of the Aethar now. I was say, King's definitely going to walk out and be like, check out this cool gauntlet I got for joining the Aethar. They have like the biggest machines back in their room. It's awesome. Check out the pump I got. Lancelot says, hey, King, are you going to join the God of Dameron Grand Prix? What's that? It's a race. Oh, I thought it was lunch. Uh, should I? You can ride me because we're friends now. Oh, I mean, sure. Do I have to do anything? It's a full contact race, so you'll probably have to fight other people. Oh, I mean, now that you said it's full contact. Uh, well, that's good, because I wouldn't be surprised if the slotty are going to enter the competition and, um, I mean, probably use that diamond to resurrect some absolutely horrific thing. So, we better sign up. I will sign up. Yeah, the form's over there. <laughs> hey, it looks like someone ripped off part of it. Huh. Well, that's weird. I'll decide on the next page. No worries. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, sign up. Fine. I was going to volunteer to hand out little cups of Gatorade, but <laughs> you know what? Fine. You got me. I'm probably this is where I will die. Blake is signing up under the name Dave Lewis. Is that, a, is that a reference to something? Nope. Okay. It's just dull. It's just dull. <laughs> Next to each of your names, write what uh, flying creature you're going to be, uh, ma- what, what your mount is going to be. Okay, this is going to sound weird. F- flying beluga whale. We introduced the flying whales last season. The Kindori? But uh, specifically a beluga. And instead of wings, he just uses his little flippers to flap. Yeah, they just, they're just they called Kindori. They're flying whales. They don't have uh, wings. They're just they're whales that can fly, like in... Um... Like, like in everything. Yeah, I was going to say Final Fantasy IV. I think that's the one with the flying whales, right? No, you're thinking of the Courage the Cowardly Dog episode. His name is Morris, and I'm going to jiggle his melon. <laughs> okay, so Cordelia signs up with a, with a Kindori, a flying whale, of beluga type. Uh, King, you're going to ride uh, Lancelot, your best friends now. Cool. Can I put that next to it? Like where it says what you're writing and King just says dot 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 friend. Yes. <laughs> uh. And then someone has to come by and be like, what's that mean? You're like, oh, I mean that guy. Yeah. Nifix, Blake. Uh Hmm. I can't believe Roy got us here. I was like, this is going to be like halfway through the arc when they <laughs> stumble upon this entire subquest. <laughs> Thank God for Roy. 
I, I, I feel like the thing that would make narrative sense would be to use... Uh, I, I don't know how long this race is, but I was thinking of using Fine Steed again and just reflavoring Roy. <laughs> <laughs> just being like, different, new, here's Flying Steed, but this is, it's it's Roy with wings now. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me see. D&D Flying Dog. Would it be a Begasus? Begasus? What? Would, would, would the flying dog at D&D be a Begasus? Because they beg for food? Because they're beggars. <laughs> yes. You're puppy beggars. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, actually, let me check something else quickly. Um, Hang on. I had to look up an article. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're like, dumbest thing to fuck your DM over with, dot, 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 flying animal. Uh, it's a seagull. Hell yeah. Sure. He's going to ride a giant seagull. You're gonna have a fishing uh, reel with a French fry in the end of it <laughs> to make him go faster. Uh, do we have saddles? Sure. Hell yeah, fan artist Beluga Whale with a saddle. And uh, I just need to uh, make sure to uh, drop a uh, a reference here to the GQ story. Uh, the t- title is "These Are the Nine Lamest Birds in the World." <laughs> By Drew McGarry. Uh, so there you go. You can go find that. I feel like you can't just come down on birds like that. Well, I mean, the list is seagulls, goose, thrushes, geese, thrushes, the morning dove, the black-capped chickadee. Uh, I'm sorry. Geese are a treasure, and everybody who disagrees can suck me. Canada face. geese are treasures. All geese. Those are my people. What's more chaotic than a goose? They're dicks. Yeah. Oh, hey, here we go. They are aggressive and unruly, the Trump voter of birds. So you can tell when this was written. (laughs) I'm aggressive and unruly, and I wouldn't vote for Trump. So I think that is goose slander. (laughs) Also, for such a large bird, they don't yield much meat. So there you go. They have a lot of neck. Mm, Neck is good. Can I I ride like a giant wasp or something? Oh, my God. So metal. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's about the mood that I think I'm in today. I want to write a fucking Oh my god, wasp. is Nifix going through her goth phase? <laughs> I think so. She's that uh, season two of Stranger Things episode where Eleven is goth for, <laughs> for one episode. <laughs> oh, you mean the bad one. Yep. So everybody write that down, uh, what you're writing. Uh, the race doesn't start for a little while, so uh, you still have some time. Um, I actually do want to say, though, uh, Gustav starts ringing. No, that's a crow. Nevermore. <laughs> Nevermore. Uh, so you uh, answer Gustav, and you're probably expecting Lynette, but it is not Lynette. Hello, who is on my bird phone? <clears throat> it's me. It's uh, Anastasia from the from the heaven. Uh, how is the heaven doing? Oh, well, now you see, that's a good mount. Me? Hey. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. Cordelia, punch Blake for me. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, not for me. Actually, I don't remember who Blake was, so that's fine. Never mind. <laughs> who was that? Random white man behind you. Yeah, just punch that person. Okay, you will not remember that later. Uh, what's up? Why, how did you get to this number? <laughs> uh, Gustav lives in my house so when he's not with you. Do you have your own bird? How is this working? <laughs> <laughs> Are you speaking into, like... <clears throat> Like a like a hummingbird's tummy or something? What's going on? It's, it's a crow instead. Is that a heavenly bird? Since when do they have crows in hell? No, I just thought it would match Gustav. I, I'm not going to tell Gustav you said that. 
Okay, this has gotten away from me. Uh, you asked me before to find um, boop, up, up, uh, virtues that are being rude to you. Oh, yes. How's that going? It's going okay. Uh, I have uh, received reports, which is to say I punched someone until, until they told me that... Hot. Um, some uh, angels were sighted at uh, somewhere in Sigil. Let me hold on. I got notes here. The Gatehouse Asylum. Uh, that would be oh the Bleak Cabal. Uh, is that's another Ooh. faction. Well, that's exciting. I love the sound of that. Uh, also, uh, this is from Sharon. You know Kato's yeah uh, ex yeah she's skeleton. Yeah, we all know each other. We're psychopomps. We go back. Um, she wanted to tell me that she feels bad because her boat was stuck in some webs, and you all made a deal with a giant demon to get her out of it yes so she found um god i can't read her writing uh she found someone uh who has a great soul i think i says soul soul great soul uh that you could uh use to pay the demon back uh at the armory uh in sigil where the doom guard are doom guard is a different faction okay so maybe we send king in all his largeness to the doom guard and i will go check out the spooky haunted asylum but right now we are going to be racing apparently well there's some time for the race before the race so there are like if i don't know if you guys want to be keeping notes for this uh large uh, complicated arc but there are many points of interest on your map there is the race which isn't starting yet there is the hive which is the ward the rough ward of sigil where you uh where roy tracks some of the slod if you'll recall the slotty uh there is the gatehouse asylum where uh, a virtue was seen and there is the armory where a great soul you can use to pay the yawclaw back it is so that's okay there's a lot of side quests in this one like i said the first arc was a straight shot up the 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 mountain of heaven the second arc was a straight shot down into the abyss the third arc is a a thorough exploration of the city of sigil okay well thank you for all the hot tips i'm going to get the gang together and we'll probably choose the wrong thing but such is life Yeah, I mean, uh, time does move uh, when you're doing other things, so there's going to be consequences no matter what you pick. Anyway, bye. Consequences? Wait, what? Click. Bye. 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 I think we should go visit the Aethar again. Were you Were you <laughs> eavesdropping on my conversation with my almost girlfriend? No, I just shout things that seem interesting to me. Oh, okay. Well, ignoring the thing you said, uh, uh, I have some... Uh, uh, information from Anastasia. Uh, we got a spooky haunted asylum where some angels are probably fucking shit up because they're shitty. Uh, there's uh, the slot where Roy, our boy, kind of shows us where to go. Uh, there's also a big soul uh, in the place that she said there was a big soul. The armory. The armory. That is where weapons are. Maybe we can do a heist as well. Double points. The armory is the headquarters of the Doom Guard, which are the nihilist faction. They believe that the world is meaningless and therefore it should be destroyed. Honestly, that's pretty appealing. Yeah. Big mood. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I'm 
honestly down for any of them. They're all something that needs to be done eventually. I love to not commit to decisions. What do you guys think? I think of the three, the one we can probably put off most is the angel thing. If they come for us, we fought them off before, that's fine. Um, we should probably find out what's going on with that other slard path, because we came this way, and yeah, sure, some of them came this way. We might go the other direction on that two-direction path and go, oh, there's the one that's got life itself. You know, it. we should probably find out what happened that way. Uh, also, that soul seems like a good idea, but also, like, we weren't told that was time-sensitive. Maybe we can go get that soul later. I don't know. But we have we have a debt. We should probably pay it off ASAP. Yeah, to be clear about it, yeah. it's been brought up several times about the time limit for the Great Soul mission for the Yakalal. Um, there isn't a time limit strictly. What there is is there's a, a, there's a thing in contract law called anticipatory repudiation, which is if you evidence that you are unwilling or unable to fulfill your contract, you have breached it. So, for example, having the opportunity to take gene souls and not could be evidence of your unwillingness to fulfill the contract. The Yakalal could have called it in if it wanted to. Let's go find a soul! Yeah, should we go find that soul and then go follow the second part of the second um, slardy path and then if we've got time, go deal with some angels? What was what was the location with the the second half of the slot investigation. Uh, so it was the, uh, it's called a ward, which is like an area of the city called the hive, a very dangerous one. In fact, let's just go, let's just go there and take a peek. You don't have to go in if you want to choose this one, but let's just follow the trail, uh, a little deeper in without getting into a fight. Uh, it seems to be, uh, going into a part of the, the, the hive, which is the name of this ward, a part of the hive that was controlled by the chaos attacks, which is a faction that worshiped chaos, chaos attacks. So like architects of chaos chaos with an x don't worry about it they're really yeah i'm sorry well this is i this is the ideal place for the slot to it's go very dangerous like this is their hood. yeah so yeah the three factions there's one faction associated with each of these places too so the chaos attacks worse the chaos attacks which is hard to say worshiped chaos the uh Bleak Cabal, which are the people who controlled the asylum, thought that life was meaningless, but therefore that is like a freedom. It's absurdism in the Albert Camus sense. Oh, nice. Like the world doesn't the world doesn't mean anything. It doesn't matter. So you might as well help people. Uh, and then there's the Doom Guard, which is the world is meaningless. Therefore, everyone should stop existing. Uh, uh it. Uh, I vote me Cordelia, a member of this party. I am leaning more towards the soul because then people can't keep writing my dick about how we didn't use Joan's soul. Uh, Jean. Jean. <laughs> Jean, Joan, who gives a fuck? I killed her. <laughs> yeah, we should probably go deal with that soul. Soul quest! Soul quest! All right, it sounds like you guys want to go to the armory to get the great soul from inside. Um... So you you leave the Shattered Temple, which is the Aethar headquarters. You walk into the uh, Armory District. And from outside, it's, I mean, I don't know if what you were expecting an Armory to look like, but it's heavily militarized. It's essentially like a um, f- fortress. You know we have one here, right? Yeah, like down the street from my house. Oh, there's also one down the street from my house. Florida's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, those those, ple- those places that are near the ocean, we put a lot of them up. 
So this this looks like a this looks like a pretty dangerous place to infiltrate. So I'll say that that for it. It's um heavily heavily militarized. There are people with weapons all around it. There's high fences, barbed wire. Hello, knock knock. I would like one, two, three, four, five. If you can't four adult and one bird ticket to museum, please. Okay, so you just walk up to the armory and talk to the first guard, and you ask for tickets for a tour. Uh, roll persuasion. Uh, do I get advantage because Gustav is so cute? You get advantage for the cute, and then disadvantage for this being ridiculous. It cancels out. Twenty. <laughs> twenty and a twenty-eight. <laughs> um, you know what? I feel like I win this one. Yeah, Cordelia. Okay, so you all are standing outside the armory like, wow, this place is heavily armored. It's like the Fort Knox of places that are bristling with weapons. These dudes look like they're going to kill us if we try to get in here. And Cordelia's like, one second, I'll be back. Hey, can we come in? And the guard's like, okay. Yeah, sure. Let me go get a tour guide. Huh. How, how, how many armed people are we talking, you know, in this place? Dozens. Dozens. Pl- plural dozens, not one I'm dozen. I'm just going to turn around and thumbs up at everybody. Well, while the guard's... <laughs> going we should probably find out who our target is is that swiggity swag uh so the guard that so the person that comes out to be your tour guide looks like a centaur so they have four legs on the ground and then they have a body that goes up at the front but instead of being a human it is a deer torso with enormous antlers and uh honestly pretty it's, pretty spooky these it's things a deer are deer head man torso and then also attached to a deer torso yeah, these are a planescape creation called Borears, and I'm not going to spell that. It doesn't matter. They are kind of centaurs, but instead of people, they have, like, other animals on top. They're one of the most despised things created for planescape. Nobody likes them. They're a, a huge butt of jokes. So that's not Swiggity Swag the Nightmare Sag. I kind of dig it. Yes, okay. Myself. Is that the thing we're supposed to kill? <laughs> uh nobody where we are tourists here for a tour uh we've never killed anybody <laughs> that is what we're going with and that's why we're here we're fascinated by these various amazing murderous weapons you've created uh we are the adventurers club club of sigil well we go to a different museum every day because that is all we do that is our job. We don't murder. We've never done a crime. The Bariar says to you, well, it's not really a museum. We're the Doom Guard. We'll show you around because we want you to also experience a complete loss of hope and despair. Oh, I love a complete loss of hope and despair. Sounds lovely. Well, do I have the armory for you? <laughs> oh, wow. I'm so excited. It is like Disneyland. <laughs> okay so i didn't know this is how it was gonna go but this guy who was going to be a cool fight if you tried to fight your way in is instead your tour guide because that's how dice fuck happens sometimes <laughs> um and so you're being led through the armory there's a, a room full of magical swords there's a room full of huge shields magical swords yeah well let me finish describing before you decide <laughs> what flavor of crime you want to commit <laughs> <laughs> there are impenetrable shields there are uh, foe seeking arrows there are magical potions of every description this is where most of the magical weapons that could be encountered in D are created in this armory created by the doom guard for the fight that will end all life um so as you're being led around and showed this place by the bariar which 
I'm not enjoying saying. I'm going to be honest with you all. Bariar. Call him the Bobby. The Babby. Bariar. It's me, a Bariar. It's like Barry Centaur. Barry R. Oh my God. Can his name just be Barry? Yes, of course. He's Barry the Nightmare Stag. Ah, <laughs> uh, the Barry. What is the, the long name of Barry? Bear. No, don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, tell me, if uh, nothing matters, why do you want to fight? Wouldn't you just continue not caring because nothing matters? I'd really like to understand your philosophy. That's a great question. The problem is that the answer doesn't matter because nothing matters. I feel like that's a cop-out a little bit. I would care about it if it mattered. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> What about steak? Do you care about steak? <laughs> How do you feel about desserts? Con- Conrad just said in the chat he was our barrier to entry. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Conrad. Why wouldn't you say that out loud and take credit? Oh, because I was, uh, you guys were talking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Barge in, Conrad. This is th- that is the perfect moment to go, shut up, everyone. I have a joke. <laughs> I interrupt all the time. You gotta step in or I'll just do stupid shit. You see, it's like I know when to let things happen. <laughs> I would like my dessert question answered. What was, oh, does he like cake? And someone asked me, like, steak? And then he, he says, the pleasures of the flesh are transitory. I Hold s- on. I've got some steak on me right now. Try it. It should change your life. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so delicious. I care about stuff now. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. I'm going to slap him so he doesn't care about stuff anymore. Oh, wait. So, so just, just so I understand, then, you don't. You don't care about anything, then nothing has value to you. I don't think you all, you four visitors, are going to disprove the idea of nihilism in this conversation. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not trying to disprove anything. No, I'm. I'm genuinely curious here. So, but, but nothing has value to you at all. It's fascinating. Yeah, I mean, what matters? Prove it. No, you're you're one hundred percent right. Thank you. That, thank you so much. That's that's really great. Uh, uh, theoretically, uh, hypothetically, if somebody were to say, take something from the armory, such as somebody's soul, <laughs> is that something that would matter to you? I'm genuinely curious. I'm so confused. How does it work? Wow, my brain cannot comprehend. Yeah, we still have security protocols. Other factions gaining control of our powerful artifacts will allow them to continue the wretched existence of this world. So they can't our our weapons can't fall into their hands. So you do care about some things then. What if like a serial killer who did not care about anything got the hold of things? This is extremely hypothetical. <laughs> I love uh Theor- theorizing. She's big into true crime. I love I love investigation discovery. <laughs> so, Blurry Human, do you want to join the Doom Guard? We have a great perks package. <laughs> blurry Human. Y- you know, I mean, I I don't know if it's for me. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't prepared for it because it's not part of the political heart of the season, but if you did, it'd be very funny. <laughs> uh, it's a bit that... No, Blake values things. He 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 his it's intrinsic to his philosophy that like getting enough money will eventually make him happy. So the Doom Guard would never work for uh, him. Okay. He's actually trying to do it to manipulate his way into being able to like he was he was gonna try and convince them ultimately to let him have what the party wants because it doesn't matter. Uh do you take birds? 
as members. <laughs> oh, as members. They just will I take a bird? Sure, I'll take a bird. <laughs> no. What if my beautiful son Gustav wanted to join? <laughs> Kaka! Nothing matters. Life is meaningless. <laughs> uh, Gustav really uh, loves nothing. Uh-huh. Uh, I would not mind, you know, if he had a little vacation to stay here, you know, after we leave, check the place out. He's very powerful. I know he just looks like a bird, but he's very, he's much cooler. So you want, you want, you want Gustav to join the, the Doom Guard to be your spy on the inside because you can look through his eyes. I sure do. I just not gonna say that to the guard. Yeah, I know. But okay, so you're gonna hand him Gustav to be inducted? Yeah, I'm gonna wink at Gustav. He's gonna wink back. I believe in nothing. Kaka. <laughs> oh, my beautiful child, how fast they grow. Uh, Barry says, "Well, to join the faction, he has to cra- craft one weapon, which will help destroy the world. So, um, if if you follow me to the front, he can stay back here, and uh, we'll take him to the room. I can. He he doesn't like. I can bring him back if something happens. It would be great, but." <laughs> I am not leaving him to die. <laughs> so, uh, how far away from him can you get? Uh, it always obeys your commands, which you can give telepathically while it is 100 feet of you. 100 feet. Okay, so you're going to have to uh, talk your way into staying in while Gustav is taken deeper inside the armory or he'll be dissipated. Uh, you know, now that I think about it, I'm a little nervous about leaving my son for the first time. You know, uh, is there maybe, like, a break room or cafeteria I can stay at while he's doing his thing so that I don't, uh, lose my shit? <laughs> uh, I guess roll, uh, roll of persuasion. Or no, deception, you're lying. Seventeen! Yep, Barry says, uh, there's a despair lounge over here if you want to contemplate the meaningless of existence by the snack machine. <laughs> oh my goodness, that, is, that sounds like heaven. The snack machine is nothing but Necco wafers. It's the bleakest <laughs> thing in the universe. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, individual uh, plastic-wrapped uh, candy corn. <laughs> oh, it's like shrimp-wrapped shrimp wrapped candy corn. It's, it's nice junk food, but it's all sort of, like, just fallen out the front of the thing and not actually fallen down <laughs> yes. out to be served. Every one of the spools has a little... Snack that's leaning up against the glass. Exactly. All right, Barry takes you to the despair lounge. <laughs> uh, there's, there's, um, oh man, there aren't any security in this room. I'm going to say, but there is like a scrying stone in the corner of the ceiling, which is a security camera in D and D terms. So they could see you, but uh, he's going to leave you here and then take Gustav into the inner sanctum to join the the, the Doom Guard. That is fine. We have mental telepathic connection. Okay, so uh, while Barry takes Gustav, what does the, the party do? Oh, I mean, can I go check out the swords? I want to see if there's a cool one for Abraham. Is there a gift shop? <laughs> yeah, I'm, oh my god, are you kidding? What could be more nihilistic than a gift shop? <laughs> this episode just keeps getting better! <laughs> yeah, so uh, can you go to the, the Swords of Doom display? And there's all kinds. Um, this is like a Build-A-Bear workshop, but for a sword. What kind of sword are you imagining? Hmm. What kind of sword one that comes with a little raincoat? Would be right for Abraham. Uh so I think you you know from his body that he he's like a melee fighter. He punches so hard. Do 
they have uh, bladed gauntlets that he could use that would be excessively overpowered because you attack twice back to back no matter what. <laughs> and uh, honestly, they just get the best class skills throughout the whole game. So really, you just kind of want to promote everyone in that class. Yeah, this is a fi- this is a Fire Emblem Three Houses joke. Mm-hmm. It is. Also, <laughs> I want to date this episode. Which one of the three chipmunks is getting the best head, Austin? Excuse me? <laughs> you got to keep up on your memes, my boy. I really do. That one took me by surprise. <laughs> Uh, so there, yeah, let's say there's some uh, really cool bl- uh, bladed gauntlets here that you could give to Abraham. It's like a gauntlet exchange instead of rings. He gave you a gauntlet. You're giving him a gauntlet. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to try to steal this thing? Well, I mean, while he's investigating that, Blake's investigating the scrying stone. <laughs> I'm just going to grab one. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Blake, the scrying stone is a security camera. Yeah, but Blake would know security cameras. <laughs> True. Uh, you rolled a 12 to investigate it. Uh, you think that if you want to shut it down, you'd have to find like a central security room. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't be something you could just reach up and do. It'd have to be a longer thing if you want to protect King from getting you all killed by security. Yeah. You really need a really need a new weapon, huh, King? No, oh, it's for my friend. He got me something nice, so I want to get him something nice, too. Uh, you know what? Maybe Cordelia could make something. I mean, isn't that, uh, like an an even more thoughtful gift? I mean, it's right here. (laughs) (laughs) It's, is it in the, do we have money? Do you need my credit card? Nothing in the gift shop is valuable in a, in a combat sense. They're like trinkets. Do you have to pay in sadness? (laughs) <laughs> no, only cre- only credit cards are accepted, which is kind of the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I think the dilemma is pretty simple. Do you guys want to disable the security so King can steal the gauntlet? Or do you want King to steal the gauntlet, trigger the security, and then fight uh, two dozen armed soldiers? <laughs> or talk him out of doing this all together? No. Yeah, we, do not, we do not need a, a distraction. King, no, please. <laughs> please. Think of Lime. Think of how sad she would be if we got murdered right now. I, you know, I, I, I can't help but point out the irony that of all people to be pointing out that we should use some discretion, it would happen to be you. Oh, well, maybe somebody's getting shit done this time, bitch. Jesus. I have nothing. Uh, Nifix has nothing against um, King, but I don't think Nifix is going to be volunteering to go, yeah, let's go out of our way to do something nice for King so King can get more powerful and King can have more good things. Do you have eyeliner on, Nifix? Yeah. A little bit. Okay. There's some My Chemical Romance playing in the background, you know. (laughs) Also, if, if you already have, like, cool shit, you could, if worst case scenario... I make him something new, or you give him something that I already made, but we don't need to... I'm trying this new thing called subtlety. It would be very nice if it worked. Cordelia recently had an experience that taught her the merits. Ah, yes, uh, the merits of trust no bitch. (laughs) (laughs) This character development is getting uh, getting killed a second time and almost dying a third time has caused you to mellow out. I have become calm in my old age. By old age, I mean many deaths. No, I'm going to grab the gauntlet. <laughs> <I'm trying>. 
Does anyone stop King? This is great. There's just like a 10 minute dis- discussion of why it was a bad idea. And then no one actually did anything. So we just got to do it. Uh, just uh, wait, 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 wait. Give me five minutes, King. Give me, give me okay. five minutes. King's going to sit down. He's going to eat some steak. So Blake's going to start wandering around looking for the security room. All right. Uh, investigation? Yeah. 19. Yeah, yeah, you find it. Uh, there's a guard outside, and there, there's sounds of people from inside. Who's the Who's the guard at the door? What's the guard look like? Give me Give me a little information on this guard. Yeah, Austin, paint us a word picture. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> oh, Owned. How, oh, how the turns have tabled. Um, I think this is a uh, human, and uh, he looks very cool. <laughs> <laughs> is it you? No, leather jacket, mustache. Um. Handsome. Leather jacket, mustache, handsome is his name. Yes. What's, what's his name? I just told you. Okay. Leather jacket is his first name, second name, must have. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm going to call him Handsome Austin. Fuck off. <laughs> the Doom Guard must be really hard to get gifts for. <laughs> or very easy because nothing matters. So it's all the same. Maybe they get mad when you buy them presents. Uh, Okay. I, I am reminded of the classic Valentine episode where the entire thing was, there's a one man standing outside an elevator. What do you do? And it took the entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> and it, we failed so badly. It's the most classic D&D thing where it's like, there's a door. What do you do? Fuck. Let's, get, let's bust out the protractors. <laughs> but I'm uh, just trying to figure out the best approach to dealing with this guy because I'd like to... Geometry. I, 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 I'm open to the possibility of having to kill the people in the room, but I'd rather not raise an alert before that. And, and I can't just, like, Jessica rabbit an illusion to walk past. It's so basic. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard Jessica rabbit as a verb before, but I enjoyed it. So he's a cool-looking guy, huh? Leather jacket, mustache. I'm going to be honest. I was just looking at a picture of you, Conrad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, comrade, um, regarding Blake, how much time do you reckon you'd need in that room to do whatever killing you're going to do in there and get out? Because I could buy you 60 seconds. Gone in 60 seconds, Blake edition. Uh, I don't know. How long do you think 5d8 damage per round take to kill a couple of people? Bad ideas, bad ideas, bad ideas. I mean, I don't have I don't have to kill him. I can probably just invisibility my way in there, do what needs to be done, and get out. Um, I I can hypnotic pattern the dude outside the door. Well, that would certainly distract him. Oh boy. All right. I'm open to that. N- Nifix is going to get in with that get in with that hypnotic pattern and often to do that for the uh for, for this plan, not because she wants King to have the thing, but because. It's easier than us having a fight when King does take the thing. So, uh, hypnotic pattern. Uh, zero, I rolled. That's a zero. Uh, hmm. well, that's that's an effective hypnotic pattern. You've got 60 seconds, play. Great. <laughs> this is actually really tense. So, uh, you, you all... Or f- you go, blah, blah, blah. So, King says, I'm going to grab this gauntlet no matter what. You all say, okay, hold on. Five minutes. We'll be right back. Nifix, you hypnotic pattern the guard outside the security door, and you have 60 seconds, Blake, to get in there, disable the security system, and get out. Okay, so cast invisibility mm-hmm. and go into the room 
and the door is locked, but there's a there's a key on the guard, so I assume you just yeah, grab we'll it. just grab that. Yep. Uh, go inside, and then I assume I'll need to make like an investigation roll to find what needs to be toggled. Yeah, I'm gonna roll perception for the guards sure. because the door the door opened and closed, and they didn't see anybody walk in. So <laughs> uh, that's gonna be an eight with disadvantage because you're invisible. So they uh, they look over, don't see anything, and they just figure like, oh, he forgot his coffee. Okay. And I'll roll investigation to find how to fix this. That's a 17. Yep. Uh, so this is a, a pretty big magical security room. Instead of banks of computers, there's just like stones in certain formations. And there's like sigils on the wall and the floor, you know, like pentagrams. And there's those stick arrangements from True Detective and Blair Witch, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just like a lot of magical stuff. People are being very witchy in here. And so you figure if you just poltergeist some of this shit over it'll take the security down for long enough for king to grab it you don't need much okay uh then let's just keeping ourselves near the door let's just mage hand to muss some of this up Ooh, that's good so you're just gonna uh smear out part of the pentagram and knock over some of the incense and stuff yeah uh sleight of hand with advantage because you're invisible okay canonically if he passes, I feel like they should think it's like the office cat. 15. Yeah. <laughs> 15. Uh, so one of them says, God damn it, Mr. Fluffykins. <laughs> I feel like as much as we before this episode started, we were talking about how much we love cat. Uh, me and Conrad love our cats. Cats are the most nihilist of pets. <laughs> oh, definitely. That's why I love my cat. <laughs> the cat, the doom guard is 50% cats. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you use your mage hand to bump over a, 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 a cairn, you bump over a vase full of uh, dark fluids, you uh, uh, tip over a, a bust of Satan, <laughs> you just bump, <laughs> knock over all this stuff in here. And one of the, Sorry, bro. <laughs> one of the security guards gets up and like starts looking for the cat. Um, and, uh, the, the lights flicker briefly. Um, I think outside King, you notice like the, the case that holds this gauntlet, uh, it has like a magical enchantment that makes it glow slightly. It, it dims. Can I open the case? Yep. Cool. I want to grab the gauntlet. Yep. You open the case. The alarms don't go off. You grab the gauntlet, you pull it out, you close the thing. And then the enchantment comes back on because the guy, uh, just fixes the pentagram and picks up the vase. And Blake's moving out of that room. When King sees Blake, he's going to say, Hey, do you know where the checkout is? <laughs> oh, no, no. It's already paid for. We got it covered. Oh! I it? went and took care of everything for you, uh, for, for you, King. Don't worry about it. Oh, that's super nice. Uh, Thanks, you know what? buddy. Yeah, let's we'll just say you owe me one. <laughs> okay. We never talk of this again. <laughs> So so Blake has successfully managed to not only stop this from being a nightmare with thank you, Nifix. But now King owes him a favor. King has a gauntlet. Yeah. And 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 doesn't owe anything to, to Nifix, no. <laughs> oh, Nifix, you've had such a rough episode, buddy. Nifix is not having a good one. <laughs> Would you like a cupcake? <laughs> Nifix will take the cupcake. <laughs> okay, you got that from the gift shop, Cordelia. Yeah, uh, does it, uh, what's Probably the... doesn't taste particularly good coming from the gift shop of despair. Is it like fruitcake with icing? 
That's the most nihilistic cupcake, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, King, add to your uh, inventory gauntlet forged to destroy the world. It's like <laughs> a, a plus eight or some shit. Not actually. It's very powerful. It would be great if you kept it, but you're going to give it to Abraham, which is funnier. Any other thoughts before we cut back to Gustav and I reveal where he's been? Nah. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. We're kicking ass today. Cordelia, you look through the eyes of Gustav and you see that uh, Barry, the <laughs> Barriar, the Barriar, has reached barriar. The, the inner sanctum. He opens uh, the door to the the induction chamber and you see someone is in there. Oh, it's uh, it's an Eldrazi or something like that. Whoa. No, it's not an Eldrazi. It looks like Ulamog a little bit, though. That's weird. Looks pretty holy to me. Imagine, like, a mannequin person sat with their legs crossed, but, like, you stretched all their limbs out like they were taffy. And they've been shot in the chest twice. Yeah. Yeah, so you said it's an Eldrazi, Chris, probably because this is a painting by Peter Moorbacher, who worked on Magic the Gathering. This is not a Magic the Gathering card, but it is an artist who also worked on Magic. So uh, this is, uh, a, like, as Laura said, this is a person who kind of looks like a mannequin in the sense they have no features, like no eyes, no mouth, no ears, but they are humanoid. Their limbs are elongated eerily, and their skin has a porcelain uh, tone to it. They also have holes in the middle of their head and in their chest, but don't seem bothered. They don't seem to have any organs. They're not bleeding. They're just kind of like a porcelain person sitting in this room. It's like a dark room where um, weapons are being created. Not like the Great Forge, like in uh, the Believers of the Source headquarters, but like in dark rituals. There's like ominous chanting and blood being poured into cauldrons and stuff in this room. Uh, so we saw the pentagrams in the in the security room. It's like that. There's some dark stuff going on here. Um, but this person's uh, sitting cross-legged in the middle of the room. Uh, roll religion. Okay. Um, I just need to uh, uh, really s- point out that there is a tiny anvil small enough for Gustav to use. <laughs> uh, wait, so who's who's rolling religion? Just me, because I can see. Okay, cool. Twelve. Uh, 12, I'm going to say, is just good enough to get a name and one sentence description. This creature is a Norn. N-O-R-N. This is a creature which can see the future. Oh, shit. And as Gustav is brought into the room, the creature looks at Gustav and says, I'm waiting for you, Furies. Credit keepers, Austin Yokai and Spooky Licious. Nerd. No one got Austin Yokai when I did it because Americans have no culture. I did. Are you doing Austin Gorski again this year? Oh, I guess that's more accessible. Should I be Austin Gorski? It's good. Okay, I'll be Austin Gorski. We're getting spooky here. Mm-hmm. Uh ooh, debt collector. <laughs> now I'm spooked. <laughs> Ooh, responsibilities. <laughs> I am. I'm already thinking about pumpkins and bats and candy. I do like candy. 
All right, October 2019 credits. I have a special spooky Halloween announcement, which is I went through and I changed it from alphabetical to pledge. So now if you want to stunt on the rest of the community, you can get on the top of the list by having uh, more success in our capitalist system. That seems rude. Is it? Yeah, man. Let the can't let the poor's play too. I say as a poor. People were gaming the system. They were putting more and more uh, punctuation at the beginning of their name to skip it to the top. And Austin's having none of that. <laughs> no. Also, I just realized I could do that. I'm extremely dumb. Executive producers for Halloween 2019. No, <laughs> oh, that's what this month is called, Halloween. The whole month is Halloween. Joseph Tombrello. Extellaris. Jade, Squire of Sir Octopus. <laughs> Octopus. Arcanist of Rylea. Brent, still every episode of Dice Funk. Goatly. Devin, Conduit of Evolution. <gasps> I bet there's going to be some new Eevees for Sword and Shield. Oh, fuck. Give me that new Eevee. Ah, uh, the cult of Gorfinex. <laughs> That's the sound of you looking for your place. Sure Rob, Rob Dakin, conduit of delay. Johnny is my celebrity hall pass. Fuck you too, Austin. See, that makes sense. I would fuck Johnny. Paul Mullen. <laughs> <laughs> Alice in the purple, conduit of TPK and first D and D sesh ever. And my boyfriend was DM, which means oh. he's ex- either extremely funny and cool or very bad at DMing. <laughs> both are good options. Toshiro Kuro, conduit of forgetting both my password and birthday and hoping I. And then ran out of space. Toshiro Kuro forgot a lot of things this month. <laughs> oh fuck. Andrew Grothin. Francois V. Hedron Master. Lord General Bone Shitter. Oh no, you just spoiled my villain for the next arc. Lord General <laughs> Bone Shitter is a very good name. Uh, Nephis Decidia, a lonely gay sheep. Random. Conduit of Would You Like a Hug? Vinny, conduit of Boo Jobs. <laughs> I wasn't sure if that was boob jobs or blow jobs, but spooky. They're both good though. Or if it's just like, ooh, jobs are spooky. Oh, yeah, I guess jobs are spooky. You're the goat man now, Doctor. Z23619. Kevin Dobbins. Anthony, patron of Dora. Morgan Rapp. Am too sad to be funny. Sparkle. Oh no, Sparkle. Pet a cat. We need a new holiday for depressed people. That could be our jam. That's called the whole year. (laughs) All right, sing Uh... next one. Let's talk about snacks, baby. Let's talk about you, Auntie. Tis I, Zedster. 69 Spoopy 420, Sean by Lauren's Ludes. <laughs> a Bozog blew my cover eight, full of hate, now we skate. <laughs> a buddy cop movie starring Drop Goodwood and Blake Ferris. I feel like having Conrad and Johnny... In the same call. It's a powerful amount of whiteness. Oh, I was going to say, it's either going to be a disaster or the funniest thing ever. I love them. I'm just saying the the caucasity is off the charts. Pot kettle, Austin. A werewolf the Chinese menu in his hand. Aaron Norgard. Abigail Grace. Adrian Y. Aftershock, conduit of Austin's favorite date ooze. (laughs) Agent Hedgepiggle. Aki Savalainen. Albert West. Aaliyah. Alex Vepra. 
An otter eating a jack-o'-lantern. I saw that video and I sent it to you. I know. I sent it to a lot of other people. <laughs> it's gone viral now. Andrew Birmingham. I hope otters like pumpkins, you know? I feel like everybody likes pumpkins They because it's like delicious. It's a universal flavor. Yeah. Andrew Feggi. There's a pronunciation guide because I can't talk words. Andrew Feggi, conduit of candles and the burning thereof. I'm here for it. Andrew R. Andy Harkins. Anna. Anna, conduit of procrastination. Antonio, conduit of snacks. Arachnival, worshipper of the Spider Queen and conduit of Halloween B-Day, NRG. Happy birthday? That's an extremely metal birthday to have is Halloween. Hell yeah. Yeah. Ariadne, conduit of sick threads. I like the mythology pun. Arjun de Koning. <laughs> <laughs> I just read it. Ash spent $120 on Lauren's titty. <laughs> you sure did. Austin Korksky, conduit of best boy itself. Austin! Mm, Lauren's Kixie's voice. <laughs> the people Isaac, crave it. Conduit of gavel, gavel, gavel. The people have spoken. Becky Toothill, pro- property of Janiac. Beef Swellington, conduit of meat. BJ, conduit of miniature giant space hamsters. B-Ray Echo. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say this one in the Skeksis voice this month. How do you feel about that? I'm here for it. Mm, before we continue, I gotta say, I got tiny nips. <laughs> Blackstone, conduit of UNT Lauren, buying Lauren's titty picture. <laughs> Blue Six. Boness. Or is it bones? Every month. Brady, conduit of spooky, scary skeletons, and shivers down your spine. Button, nothing, nut button. <laughs> All caps. Buy Wendy's meat cube. I'm actually out here. I'm a Wendy's stan. I don't really have fast food or caffeine or anything fun anymore because I'm dying. But Wendy's meat cube cubes rule. Callum, I swear to fuck, dude. Moose better be real. Turner. <laughs> I considered that it's a psyop. Oh no, Moose! Cameron Abbas. Candace, listen to Dice Funk, Starling. Caretaker of Her Majesty Elizabeth Ann Buckleberry of the Sire. Oh boy, that's a word. Sirhoptalim. I bet that's just like a scientific name for like a flower or something. Sirhoptalim? I'm gonna Google that while you read the next one. You're gonna Google that while I take a sip of my water because my mouth is dry. Damn, dude, I called this one from space. This is a 3.1 from the other side of the court. Seroptolim is a, ge- a genus of orchids. Oh, orchids are dope. I have them on my back. Caridwen, oh. <laughs> conduit of crushing on Austin in a respectful, non-horny way. I forgot about your tattoo. I was like, well, are you just covered in flowers? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> are you about? okay, Doc? Chance, conduit of wasted potential. Charlie, Jonathan Holmes is a lovely boy. Chocolate. We should have Jonathan Holmes on an episode. Okay. <laughs> you don't know who that is, do you? No. Is that Jonathan from Road Rules? Yes, Jonathan uh, Holmes from Road Rules. Jonathan okay. off Road Rules. <laughs> His last name is from Road Rules. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, conduit of bad decisions, Walling. Christman, the resurrected, looking for brains to snack on. He's a lich, not a zombie. We've established this previously. Nerd! Christopher Charlow. Coho Blast. 
completely legit Callum Turner. Callum, your name raises more questions than it answers. Oh no, there's two. Now they gotta fight each other. Oh my god, they almost snuck that past me. They have to fight. That's fair. Corm is about to start his dream job. Follow your dreams. Good job. I'm proud of you. Cormac the Knife, Conduit of Knives. <laughs> I mean, if you know who you are, you know. Cause Midnight. Cause Midnight, Conduit of Dark Matter. I know that's just like a space thing, but it's also the final boss of one of the Kirby games, and I'm picturing that guy. It's extremely good. Is he cute? No. The final boss of every Kirby game is like a terrifying uh, horror monster. You know who's cute? Dogs. King DGD. I like King DGD. He's a bear. He's a penguin. <laughs> What'd you say? I said King Dedede is a bear. He is? Do you, not the animal. The, never mind. Counterfifth. Oh, no. I just got it. Thank you. Sierra Saldana, prophet of R and Jesus. Q Spooky Cumber. Bitch. Spooky. <laughs> oh, okay. Daniel Marsden, conduit of unnecessary consonants. Daria, go freaking right. Davis Fridley. Donning Frost. <laughs> Deathworm Jim, conduit of goblins. Goblins? I think they want us to say it like that. Goblins. Our patented goblin voice. Catch him in bed with a goblin. Decibel. Dennis Pancake Detlefson. DM Tau, now I have to deal with player shenanigans. Don Johnston. Dorian, conduit of devotion. Doctor 101. Doctor Izix. Dragon Nexus, conduit of taking too long to support you. Don't feel bad. I don't have. I can't support half the artists I like. It's, oh yeah, it's it's hard out there, homie. But I appreciate everyone who can, like Dylan and Rylan or Dylan and Rylan. The same joke we make every month. The dog. Oh, I'm just gonna fuck it up again. <laughs> Dylan huh? and Rylan or Dylan and Rylan. The dog listening on a lazy Sunday morning. Also, dishes. Dylan, conduit of... Well, come on, Dylan. You're going to make me say this with my mouth? It's the only mouth I have, Dylan. Dylan, conduit of panties on your head. I don't even like the word panties. It's not It's not for me. Ebrand, spoke... Spooky spoke, spoke, name. Ebrand, spooky name. Ebrand your life. I'm going to go back and edit every time we said spooky to say spooky. Spooky. <laughs> it's too much work. Einar J. Ecoran. Elder Dog. Elderly goose busy summoning the untitled goose to respond to disrupt lives. See, that's not spooky in the Halloween tradition. That's like scary. Geese are terrifying in like an un-Halloween way. You know, I love them too much for me. They have so much neck. (laughs) Eldritch horror, finally. Eldritch horror, formerly known as S. Kearney. Eleanor, no not deceased, Periton, horned vampire lady with depression. Mood. See, that was the same name as last month. I didn't even have to change it. Oh. Aline, time to get spoopy. Happy Halloween. Thank you, Aline. Elizabeth Jackalope. Elusive Lily. Emma, a witch cursed me not to directly reveal moose. End my nightmare, Emma. I mean, it does make sense if we can't guess what Moose is, is because the witch is involved and is, is like stopping our scrying abilities. Read the next name, you nerd. Empress Quinn and Fair Slurping Mil- <laughs> Milky Tentacles from Beyond the Stars. You've been getting all the nasty ones and I love it. 
<laughs> Tentacles don't even slurp. Uh, Indigo Bandane. Did you lose your place again? No. Erwin Erwin Lelagadek. Oh, apparently there's maintenance people here. Hello. Doing loud stuff outside. Oops. Spooky. (laughs) (laughs) I lost my place again. Did you say Florian H yet? Nope. Florian H. Foobar. Francois Arsenal. Frank Sands. Ginger Beers. Got one foot in the grave, the other on a banana peel. Wow, that's a precarious place to be. <laughs> Grapefruit juice. Graphite conduit of rhetorical actions. Would Lauren prefer date I date Ratoy? Is that something backwards? Yacht no, it's nothing backwards. Lauren, <laughs> would you prefer that? <laughs> um, I am very dumb. Uh-huh. So I don't know what that is. Okay, well, we both are stumped. Guinevere Cummings. Half uh, Afthor Grunderson, first of his name, born of fire and brimstone, redeemer. Harley Astor. I can only do the British accent when reading that one specific name now. (laughs) (laughs) You've been broken. It's a curse. Harris and Andrew. Harry, king, the jock dumbass of my dreams. Everyone's horned for king. Hex maniac Erica. It's a Pokemon reference. It sure is. He's a good Brent, dogs. <laughs> How do I make friends? Regards, conduit of social faux pas. Ingemar Grimon. Is this a Dice Funk of, ho- of Horse crossover episode? Isaac, conduit of Tux the Penguin. Are you a fan of Tux? I am. Were you on Of Horse yet? Uh, I was on it. The episode hasn't come out yet. Okay. Jaden. James Neely. Janiac, the spoop Miss Dom, is ready to spank some pumpkins. Okay. Jasper, certified god of sherbet. They already have the facial expressions for the spankings, I feel like. Oh, they're like... <gasps> There's J- definitely uh, small lines from the outside noise. That's fine. It's spooky. Jay Logan, conduit of queerness, mage of life. Jealous goddess cosplay. Jen. Jenny Colby. Jerry, God, I'm tired, flowers. Moo, Jerry. Jermaine Walls, conduit of cryptid grappling. That's called snuggling. <laughs> Jess Faget, conduit of veggies. Joanna the Wrench Witch. Are pumpkins veggies? I know they're gourds. Is a gourd a veggie? I don't know. John Madeira will be a polar bear in the next Bloody Roar. John Potts. Do, what do you want to be in the next Bloody Roar? Me? Mm-hmm. A beluga. <laughs> okay. John Barnett, conduit of pillows. John, conduit... Conduit. <laughs> That's something else. No! John, conduit of subpar joke names. Josie, revengeance paladin of sun dragons. Man, the revengeance soundtrack whips ass. Have you listened to it recently? I asked rhetorically, knowing you haven't played revengeance. A cat is here now. Okay, well... I care I, about that more than the thing you just said. That's because you haven't listened to it. It whips ass. <laughs> I bet it does. Oh, fuck, I lost a place again. Oh my god, are you okay? I'm sleepy. Jew man Jack. The Ripper was a punk-ass incel. <laughs> <laughs> Support sex workers. Tell Jack the Ripper to fuck off. Julian Phillips, conduit of Kaizen. Just a jester. 
Justin, conduit of loving monster people. I was thinking earlier how there's like no humans in this season at all. Humans suck. All monster people. Jorgen, Indy Monster, Weinwick, Ford, conduit of name butchering. Caster UK. Kate, conduit of semi-regular regret. Kiefer Lowe. Kelladry, not her magnificent cat Mitzi, who slew Kel in her sleep. Is there Mitzi? A cat, a cat murder? Keller Automat. Ken, conduit of finally writing us goddamn PhD dissertation. We believe in you. Ken Taroy. Killer Cotton Shizno. Kanuku fan. Kitty Foe, warm, breathing burrito inside your pocket. I don't want the burrito to breathe in. Why is it in my pocket? Maybe it's like a ferret. It's like a metaphorical burrito and it's in your pocket sleeping. Okay, that I'm okay with. I miss oh. ferrets. You can read the next one. No. Burrito <laughs> <laughs> oh. Prime, horny for bussy since bussy. I don't B- like it. Bousset. Bousset. <laughs> Since 2000X. Christina, conduit of Modrons in bedsheet ghost costumes themselves. That's the cutest thing I've thought of in like a week. It is cute. Think about Criterion, it. Criterion, 3.33. I am not a reference. You are. I've seen it. Crystal, conduit of buying greens and forgetting them in the CRISPR abyss. Dude, Crystal, I'm right there with you. Kyle Badsvik. <laughs> Only two A's, but I like your spirit. Kyle, president of the Drop Goodwood fan club. Lady, Leoplardon is not a dinosaur, Lauren. Misfit, you know what I meant. You got owned, bench. I'll never be owned. It's a Cretaceous animal. It doesn't make it How a dinosaur. How about you suck my dick, Austin? You didn't even know what they were. Lana Seawolf, Lady of Bones. Larry Ellingman. Yelling man who has a really cool podcast called Humans Hollering at News, and I was on an episode. You should check it out. Wow, you cheated on our podcast, huh? Oh my god, you're such a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Lassie or Lass L A S S E too poor to patron to, to patron cruise last month. Sorry, don't be sorry. It's a miracle anybody can do anything in 2019. Ever, I appreciate everything. It's amazing, incredible. Mwah. Lauren's mom's grown duck conduit of cuddles. <laughs> they got tired of you correcting them about whose duck it was. Well, because if I had a duck, there'd be a lot. It'd like, literally be the only thing I talked about for like ever. Do you like ducks more than geese? They're different. You can't take. You don't have the courage to take a stand. I like them both. Ducks are little homies, and then geese are little monsters that I love. Lavy the ghoulie gob. Let Cordelia for you, coward. I did. I was. I've been so nice to Cordelia and her. T- just the worst plans. She should be dead. I cannot kill Lauren. I give you an inch, and everyone demands I give you a yard. It's because they love me. They do. Also, who doesn't love Lauren? Liam Sutton, conduit of headaches. Lauren Cates going for Halloween as seventeen pounds of Bozog kicks in a ten-pound bag. <laughs> That would be great to explain to the cops. <laughs> like, why'd you kick this person in half? And they're like, well, listen, there's a D&D podcast. This is going to take a while to explain. And then they just shoot you. <laughs> oh, no. Loki, Loki, a meat, a meat prison fueled by pumpkin spice. It's relatable. Loot of... My mouth. <laughs> Ludovico Limited. Lulu Skidoo. Luther, the conduit of Berzico. Ooh. What do they go? What do they go? 
Ooh. Manticore Death Lord. Matt Collier. Matt Lackett's is finishing his goddamn PhD dissertation. Oh, the anxiety. I believe in you. We got a lot of doctors in these credits. Matthew, listen to Dice Funk and Neo Scum Schultz. Maximum Side Boob 8, Fellowship of the Side Boob. <laughs> Maybe the real Squid Cap was the friends we made along the way. I have a confession to make. What's that? I drank some non-dairy chocolate milk. Oh, no. And chocolate has caffeine in it, so I have been a bad boy. Why are you just in the middle of the credits feel you have to fucking narc on yourself? <laughs> because I couldn't think of a joke. <laughs> Majin, conduit of screaming internally. Melvin! Melissa the Dice Goblin. Oh, they gotta do the Skeksis voice. Mm, Melissa the Dice Goblin loves Skeksis voice. Michael Hall. They're all Skeksis. Mm, Mikkel Minkler. Conduit. Isn't it Michelle? Conduit of Zungenbrecher. <laughs> Fuck off. I know how to sp- I know how to do words. Midlife stasis. Mike draws you playing the piano and your mom in the background looking proud. Finally. A service that this person can provide if you need that. Miko from Finland. Miles, conduit of being a pharmacy student. <laughs> I just read it. Miss McConnell's missing chin. <laughs> Fucking wrecked. <laughs> That's where it's been this whole time. Modified Matthew. Mordekainen's student bedsit. What does that mean? Mordekainen is a canonical wizard from D&D's story. Okay, nerd. <laughs> you asked. <laughs> Mr. Willie Phoenix Steven Lesbian Seagull Blue Bear Shaker. You're not you weren't ever curious when you were looking through the spellbook why the M section has a bunch of spells called Mordekainen's X or Mordekainen's Y. You just accepted that? Yeah, it's D&D. My Valentine is postmodern artist Cy Twombly. Namita Aneskin's conduit of allergy itself. Nathaniel Homan. Nicholas Dominic. Nicole Woodruff. Paye, nope, one particular weasel. Which weasel? That weasel. Which one? The weasel of the power. What power? Who's on first? Paye Rabsberg. Rabsberg. <laughs> Apparently Paye Rabsberg is on first. <laughs> no, the jokes just flow into the next names. That's just how it is on this on this bitch of an earth. Pangolin is a rat fuck bastard queen. Now, is Pangolin you and you're calling yourself a mean name, or are you sullying calling someone out. the name of a are you sullying the reputation of a beautiful animal that must be protected? Austin will have his vengeance. I will. Please call me Ashley. Yes, just Ashley. Pocket Sundial. Preston Bowers. Pruitt Holcomb. Pyrocy- Pyrocychotic, a.k.a. Anne. I added that second part, but that's what it made me think of. Pyrocychotic. Resume Yuzura. Remsiv. Robert Chisholm, conduit of efficiency. Please give me some of that. Robert Tuttle. <laughs> oh, me! That's what it looks like. Salad Child. Sean Lyons Burke. Simmons, conduit of harder slatty. Shane Sedgwick. You weren't grossed out. Do I need to do a, a more seductive voice? Yeah. Harder, Slatty. Oh, it's so much breathier than I thought it would be. <laughs> Shane Ware, conduit of hedonistic pansexual polyamorous switches. Sin Milk Tom. <laughs> Sir Octopus, conduit of chivorous cephalopods. 
Sir Professor Archibald H. Cactus, Esquire M.D. Wrangler, 30 to 50 feral hedgehogs, give me all of them. Slime King Mike, Lord of the Phlegmathon. Spaghetto Depressi. <laughs> is that what it's called when all you can get is the buy one, get one spaghetti and sauce at Publix, the Spaghetto Depressi? I'm sorry for everyone who can't shop at Publix because they live in a better part of the, better part. <laughs> <laughs> better part of the country. There's no better far to the country than Publix, a worker-owned store. It does give uh, money to bad politicians, but the employees get shares in the store, so that's good. And also, I'm a popper, so give me that BOGO ice cream. We need the BOGO Spaghetto Depressi. Spinel did nothing wrong! Spooky Jamie doesn't know what costume to wear. I think we had a great suggestion on his Modron's wearing bedsheets. Only nerds will get it, but it's my favorite so far. So you're telling me Jamie has to dress up first as a Modron and then a Modron dressing up as a ghost. Yeah, because then when you take your candy, you like theatrically lose your bedsheet and you're like, oh no, accident. But I'm then a they robot. S- and they see you're a robot and that's the punchline. Stefan Lund, also known as Helgram Stephenson. It's a real name, okay? It seems real enough. His last name is Yorski. <laughs> As if I'm going to call somebody else out for their fucking Eastern European last name. <laughs> I mean, my, my my actual original last name was Uvegas, which is Hungarian, so. Yeah. Sternad, conduit of consonants. Sweet dreams are made of these. Who am I to disagree? Sydney Marsing. Syretha. That's quality Halloween pun. Tales of Inquiry. Good, good. Terraflops. The cast of Dungeons the Gathering. The murderous mongoose who is secretly standing directly behind you. See, that one's been here for a couple months, but now it has a spooky flavor that I enjoy. The Precursor. The Skeleton Conduit of Boning. How have we not made that joke yet? I don't know, man. Titty Picks as Legal Tender 2020. That's Lauren's platform. We all know. I would be a fucking millionaire. You're the, you're the new Elon Musk. We would have to di- redistribute your wealth. Okay. <laughs> Toby Gleason Stack. Tom Bowers. Transient Passerby. Shayness. Vigar Arnston. Violet Skittles Unicorn. If it helps, I am a unicorn. You're welcome. I don't have a Leon impression in the chamber. I should. You really should. I know. Warren Wolfolk. That's a good name for a sheep like character. Okay, so there's three in a row here which start with numbers. It's X4, Anna, Zelda, Smudge, Persephone, Tortilla, Marty, Clemens, Ramses, Liam. And those are all cat names. Times five, nine months, nine dice fun cats, nine lives unite as one. And then time six, the ceremony is complete. Math Tiger awakens. Prepare for math. No! I, feel, I feel like this is like a, a thing that someone says before a magical girl transformation. Oh, it kind of does. Nine months, nine dice funk cats, nine lives unite as one. <laughs> I agree. The cat's like Voltron into a magical girl. <laughs> I would pay to see that. Zephasaurus! Yam spice latte. Oh my that god. That actually sounds fucking delicious. Yams are delicious. Nobody at me. Zoltar the Viking death metal caterpillar, conduit of retribution. Haters coming at me talking all this crap. So I just tell them. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know if that was the inflection they wanted, but that's what they got. I just, <laughs> I just looked at our recording. We're at 35 minutes, which is truly unacceptable. A, a real failure of our abilities. Um, or if you think about it this way, mm-hmm. it's spooky. I don't. I don't think of it that way at all. Uh, support the show at patreon.com slash austinyorski, patreon.com slash recap. That's Chris, patreon.com slash ofhorse. That's Conrad, patreon.com slash Buzz. That's Laura. We're also on everything from iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, blah, blah, blah. You know the things. They're in the description. Read them. Lauren, where are you? Uh, Rargalicious, R-A-W-R-G-L-I-C-I-O-S. Twitter, I sell titty pics. Buy them. They're good. Music's in the description. Anything else? Uh, sorry, Sketch. Sketch.bandcamp.sketch.com? Oh, I meant for the 36 minutes, but also .bandcamp.sketch.com.bandcamp. All right. We got to do a shorter one than 36 minutes. Take two. I'll start no! at the top. <laughs> Some of us want to go back to bed. Some of us should have read faster. Joseph Tombrello. <laughs> back to the top. I know where you live, and I will destroy you. <laughs>